If you think about those um, cedars of Lebanon, uh, I can't remember which cedar it was, but for, for those that can recall, it can only grow, or however high it is, tall it is, is how deep it is, its roots. So full communion means we need to build a relationship with Jesus. The deeper we build that relationship with Jesus, the more that will grow in Jesus' name. Amen? Is the truth to it. Our worship team are always wonderful. Thank you so much for bringing us into a wonderful presence of God. I think, I actually think their, their job's really not, not easy. I can't play an instrument. But it's made simpler because when we come in ready to worship, when we come in ready to connect with God, when we come in expecting Him to move because that's what He does, then it makes it really easy for the guys whoever they are in whatever church just to step into a place and go bang you know so thank you for bringing those hearts um on a new here uh so i i would imagine that she has probably received from our church family church etc uh somewhere in the vicinity of six plus thousand dollars it's not just medical expenses it's not just flights her family actually her dad was a pastor of a church um, up until the point of passing away, the mum's been continuing to run that, that particular church. They run an orphanage for 25 children. But about 20 of those children actually have homes, but they look after them, make sure they're fed, they're educated, stuff like that. The five of those children live in the house. And so Anuhi has been working and sending money back to help her mum continue the work that the f- mother and father started. So it's such a large responsibility that we probably don't fathom that you know we work we pay our bills and then you know if there's any left yeah yahoo she's trying to make sure there's more left to send it back home so the fact that we were able to be and you were able to be so generous is just a beautiful testimony for her own faith because she shared with me when one of the times just recently when i caught up with her before she left thursday that her father used to say to her all the time before she came to Australia, her dad used to say, don't worry about money, God will provide when he needs to. All the time, just all the time. And she said, because she always calls me pastor, she's very um, honouring in that way. She goes, pastor, she goes, now I understand what my dad says, you know. So cool. Because of the generosity and the heart of this house, so thank you. That's cool stuff. Uh, I actually think I'm going to cry a lot today. I don't know why. Um, God just seems to be here from the moment I, I, I got here. Uh, I have a sense that our church is stepping into God's timing. There's just some wonderful little things that are happening around the traps. So um, that's a good thing. <laughs> and God reminded me of that. Thanks, Sally. I'll keep them here just in case. <laughs> um, so whatever God does today, he does. I, I want to continue on from last week. Last week I, I was saying if, if, you know, we went through COVID and COVID wasn't, wasn't all that good. And during COVID, I shared that I and a lot of the people that I'd met with often would say things like, you know, I, I can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait to get back to normal. But what, happen, what happens if normal's not very good? What happens if it's crud? What happens if it's broken? And so we unpacked some of the stuff last week. But I want to continue with that today you know there are some statistics again from the u.s because they're really good and quick on that stuff but i want to share just a a handful of stats and then i want to build into something that is for me has been the lifeblood heartbeat truth that we've been pouring into this house for years now but 
in the US. So in July of 2019, 8.2% of adults showed signs of anxiety, you know, full stop, okay, 8.2% from the people that they obviously surveyed. I don't know how many people it was, go with me. In July 2020, during and since COVID, that number's jumped to 36%. Yeah? So we know it's on the increase. For those that are in the industry in Australia, we know that that is just exponentially growing. You know, anxiety, mental health in general, people that suffer with depression. And, and, and truth, truth is, all of us suffer a little bit of that. You know, we all have anxious moments. We all have moments where we feel quite depressed. We all suffer a little bit, but there are others that actually live in that space constantly, continually. And we've talked about here at Mount Clear, I think, for years and years. This is, I know we're playing with a new sound desk, so I can hear the sound changing. Is it okay? Because it's really loud and echoey. I'm just putting it out there. Um, so we've been saying here at Mount Clear for years that if we're going to walk a walk where we're brothers and sisters, it, it doesn't matter who we are, it doesn't matter our address, our ethnicity, it doesn't matter how financial, unfinancial we are, but we need to be a people that are happy to be open, honest and transparent. Yeah, I, I can't share and carry your burdens if you don't share with me. Yeah? And you can't come alongside me to help me walk through life if I don't share with you. And generally what happens in church is everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to volunteer. I, I'd, I'd love to help you, Jen. Share all of your problems you know, not from a gossip perspective because I want to help her. And then in life, you know, I might be journeying with Jen, walking along and supporting her. And then one day she goes, how are you going? Oh, I'm really good, thanks. It happens all the time that everybody wants to step into a place to help, but no one really wants to share their innermost secret thoughts, issues and problems to receive help because that's embarrassing. I feel ashamed. You know, that's gen just generally what happens. So we've been in this church, we've been pumping this thing for years, you know, beating this drum like, we're, like we've got to be an open, honest, transparent people, otherwise we'll never journey together. And you know what, let, let me just say that if you're open, honest and transparent, you don't have church splits. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. So being a believer in Jesus it, it, and being a Christian, it doesn't promise that you and I are going to have a pain-free, trouble-free life. But what it does is it promises, that, promises us that we'll get through because we're overcomers, because we've got others around us that shoulder the burden with us and carry it with us, yeah? So I know that regardless of what I face, no matter how I feel, I'm going to be able to get through, yeah? So here we are at the start of 2021. 2020 is behind us. I know, right? <laughs> So what's our new normal going to be? Like, what is our new normal for this year? What's that going to be? Especially if, I can't wait till things go back to normal. Especially if our normal was full of anxiety. Especially if our normal was full of pain. Especially if our normal was full of depression. I, I don't want to go back to that normal. Ever. Yeah? Ever. So if that's normal, I don't want it. And, and if you've actually ever listened to Mel and I, we actually have a, a, a reasonable understanding of people that suffer with anxiety, depression, pain, because it's instilled in our family. And so we deal with it all the time. 
Yeah, we, we actually understand how, how debilitating it can be. We, we, we understand how painful it is, how crippling, you know, particularly anxiety, how, how crippling anxiety can be. And yet we've got a society at the moment where that's on the increase, yeah? I don't want that normal. I don't want it for my family. I don't want it for the church. I don't want it for the body of Christ. But we can't ignore that stuff, can we? As a church, we can't ignore that stuff. We can't ignore it when people come in and they're broken and they're hurting. We can't ignore it when we're dealing with someone and you know they've got bipolar, yeah? And they're, life's great. I hate your guts. Life's great. That person, you know, you can't ignore them just because it doesn't go with the flow. We're a church. This needs to be a safe place, doesn't it? I mean, it, it feels like it was forever ago, but before COVID, a whole bunch of the leadership of the church and extras got together over two different days and we knuckled out what we felt like the heartbeat of the church was and we looked at our vision about engaging with God and we looked at that stuff and not that it's out there, but come this AGM, we're going to share the, the, the new vision of the church and you know, get ready for it, a new name, you know, because Mount Clear is good, but it's just a location. Churches of Christ are good, but some of their churches are crud. Yeah. So if you're looking for a Church of Christ church, you stop here. If you're not looking for a Church of Christ church, you drive past. So our name doesn't work. It's time to capture our heart. Yeah. But, but the vision, the vision that we came up with was that we would be in this church and actually not even be who we are is a safe place for all people to be restored and healed and revealed for His glory. Man, that's who we are. If you think about the mixed mash of people that come through this house, every second person's got an issue. Like, seriously, I'm still working through mine. Yeah? Look at the shirts I wear. Like, but it's not a problem having a problem. It's a problem when you can't share it. Yeah? So we're supposed to be a safe place for all people because then... When they're safe, they can share. When they share, we can carry their burdens together, yeah? And we can see them come through the other side, see God restore them. And then they can be revealed. And people are like, wow, I remember you. You know, Mel and I got a good friend by the name of Mel who suffered depression her whole life. It's in her family. And we saw God totally heal her over two years, wasn't it really, with Mel? Came off her medication. Now, we're talking 20 years later, You'd never know that she ever suffered depression, had to be hospitalized, all of that stuff, because she actually found a community that she felt safe in, and God did a work in her heart, yeah? I love that. And if things have gotten worse since COVID, and they continue to get worse, I, I, I don't want that. And so, you know where I'm going to go today? I can't talk to the medical side of anxiety, let's face it. I, I'm not a doctor, you know? I'm not a counselor. I, I am studying a diploma in mental health, to help me with me, I think. But, yeah. But I can't speak into the spiritual side, yeah? I think I can speak into the spiritual side. So, Lord, have your way. Make it clear. May no one be offended. May everyone be freed in Jesus' name. Cool. All right. So, Jesus, for me, is not just our example against sin, though he is. He's actually our example in every struggle that we face. Every struggle that we face. So you see, Jesus himself struggled with anxiety. 
let's just put it out there for the no jesus actually it, the bible suggests that he actually suffered and went through every temptation known so that he could understand what we go through yeah he really is our example in everything so how did jesus battle anxiety well in mark 14 32 and 34 this is just before yeah, just before he's arrested just before he's crucified and it reads they went to the olive grove called, olive grove called gethsemane and jesus said sit here while i go and pray he took peter james and john with him and he became deeply troubled and distressed he told them my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death i mean this this is some deep deep suffering yeah stay here and keep watch with me jesus knew what was coming he knew he was going to be betrayed he knew he was going to be beaten he knew he was going to be crucified he knew how it was going to play out and in that he was troubled distressed and crushed with grief he was anxious i'm not making this stuff up if you don't think that's anxiety at its worst rip the page out seriously so how did he deal with it he was he was real he did a couple of things the first thing he did he was real with his community for you and i who have moments of anxiety we've got to understand this yeah he was real with his community he was real with his church he was real with his small group craig Groeschel actually has been quoted as saying one of the reasons you may be battling anxiety is because you're lacking community so here's another survey that was done in the u.s yeah 46 percent of people this is since COVID. 46 percent of the people that they actually surveyed that indicated that they went to church said they had good mental health so i don't know if it was a hundred people or a thousand people but 46 percent of the people that they surveyed that said they went to church also said that they had good mental health 29 percent of those same people surveyed said they didn't go to church and also said that they had good mental health my point there's a 17 percent increase of those that had good mental health yeah were those that went to church that were planted that had a community yeah that had a community 17 percent better outcome for those that go to church for those that are in community for those that are planted so many people don't have a community to share share with so many people yet jesus had a community to share with even people in churches sometimes are in church but you can be in church and not have a community do you understand you can be in church and not have people that you share with everybody needs a group of christians yeah christians bible believing i've got some really I'm, I'm glad you've got good friends my family i'm glad you've got a great friend do they believe in jesus that's good that you've got them you need them so that you can be an example for them and to them but everybody needs a group of christian people that you're doing life with believers that can build you up that can journey with you a group of christian people that are asking you how are you really going like tell me how you're going don't say good that's a load of crud you walked in the door you look like you've been sucking on lemons you know you walk in and someone goes how are you going yeah really good thanks what a load of bs you don't want to hear everyone's problem all of the time but sometimes we have to be real with someone don't we 
We need a group of Christian people that we can be real and vulnerable with, sharing our feelings with. You know, posting on social media (laughs) is not real community. You'll get people that side with you. Then you get people that'll jump in that disagree with you. Yeah? But that's not real community. That's not how it, how it works. La- even last week, I shared that when Vicky was going through, you know, before her surgery, when she ha- had the tumour that had to come out, she shared openly that I got through because, yes, her faith in Father God, but because of the community of people that were around her supporting her. I know, I mean, I'm going back now, it's forever ago. Uh, it feels like 20-odd years ago when I went through my separation and divorce, I only got through because I had some really good people around me that actually brought me in when I was broken. If you ask Mel, yes, her faith, absolutely, but when her father passed, it was the community of people around her that supported her, that helped carry her burden, that understood what she was going through, that helped her to get through. Jesus is not just our example against sin. He's our example in every struggle. And he was real with his community. And you and I, we have to be real with our community. This year, we need to say, I'm going to be real. Yeah, I'm going to, be, I'm going to own my stuff and I'm going to be real with community. If our old normal was full of anxiety, let's create a new normal. If our old normal was not in community, let's create a new normal. Yeah? You know, how, how did Jesus battle anxiety? He was totally raw with God. I'm talking raw with God. You know, when I... Let me offend someone for a minute. When I hear people pray, Oh, Father God, thank you for your majesty. I I, I can't help it. I want to slap him. Because I... No, I do. (laughs) No, I really do. Because you don't talk to God like that. You don't talk to anyone like that. Who does? I don't go home and say, wow, Mel, look at the wonderful dinner we're about to partake of. I am so enamored with your effort. Thank you so much. I don't talk like... what. When you talk to God, you're talking to your father, yeah? We're just being real and honest and open and raw with him. Jesus was totally raw. Matthew 14, 35, 36, he went on a little further, farther, depending on how you pronounce it, fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Verse 36, Abba, Father, he cried out, cried out, cried out. Everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Please, please, please. You know what? Your will to be done, not mine. He was raw. Let's have a look how raw he was. Luke twenty-two forty-four. He prayed more fervently. Fervently. More fervently. And he was in such agony of spirit that he sweat. I don't think anyone here has had this happen yet. That he sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. He was raw. He was so anxious with what he was about to face. That he cried out to his father. He prayed more fervently, Daddy, can you hear me? Man, I want this. I don't want to go through this. I can imagine the pain. Take it from me, God, please. Anyone ever been there with God? Yet, he comes out with, what a man, not my will but yours. 
but fervently. He was raw, raw with God. And sometimes we just have to sit with Papa. You know, we need to find a seat somewhere. We need to sit down and just say, you know what? Today was a really shady type of day. I really, I don't like with what I, I don't, I don't like how I'm feeling at the moment. I didn't want to get out of bed this morning, God. I was so angry with that couple. I wanted to punch a hole. And sometimes we just have to be real. I feel like I'm tormented on the inside. I can't get rid of these thoughts. Sometimes whatever it is, whatever the temptation might be, the feeling, we've got to be raw and put it on the table and stop kidding ourselves. God, I don't want this. Take the pain from me. Take it away. But not my will, yours. If the old normal was full of anxiety and pain, I don't want it, do you? Come on. If Jesus is our example in every struggle, man, we need to grab hold of this stuff and make it real. Because you know what? What we go through in our mental health is real. What we go through in our bodies is real. But what is more real? is our spirit and our spirit man can actually dictate take control of and take authority over what goes on in the inside of us yeah that's a big amen absolutely god's big enough for you and i to be raw with him i remember being out on mission when i was going through bible college we were on some beach i think it was rosebud and it was just not working and i spent one night with a lantern walking along the beach but not in the water because I was scared a shark would get me even though the water wasn't touching my feet because I couldn't see just sharing the truth right <laughs> you know? and I was walking along but I was yelling at God people would have thought I was nuts it's like man you know we've given our time and we've sown into this and we've seen nothing God help what's going on we've got to be raw totally absolutely raw Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Pray about everything. Be raw with God, yeah? Tell God what you need. And after you've dropped everything on Him, then thank Him for it, even before you see it. Thank you, God, for the peace that I'm walking in. Thank you, God, that you're delivering me of that thing that's causing me anxiety thank you that you're going to take care of those finances thank you that you're going to help me restore that relationship thank you that for the thoughts that i can't get rid of i thank you god that you are renewing my mind thank him for it be raw with god first peter 5 7 give all your worries and cares to god all your worries how many of us hold on to our worries how much of christendom hold on to the you know their worries I know someone, I know someone that if you speak to them, they don't give their worries to God. And when you tell them you need to give your worry, their worries to God, then they get upset with you because they're still worried about it. Well, give it to God. You don't know what it's like. No, I don't. But I'm just telling you from what Jesus did, this is what, what's available for you. So give all your worries to God. The word give, if you were to break it down in the Aramaic or the Greek, so the Aramaic and Greek are really lovely because they're picture words. English isn't picture words. You know, they're just words with structure. But particularly the Aramaic and the Greek, they're picture words. So the word give is actually a picture of casting. That's why some versions say cast your burdens. Yeah? Not just give your worries, but cast your burdens. You know what the problem is? 
most of us, not my wife because I tested her this morning and so I'm not using her as an example, but most of us, when I think of casting, I, I grew up, I liked fishing. So I think of casting. Plop. But when you fish, what do you do later? You bring it back. So many of us cast our burdens onto Jesus and then we bring them back. Yeah, don't we? Shouldn't we be thinking more like we're on a ship and we're going to cast, cast stuff overboard? The ship's still moving. The stuff that we've cast overboard is, oh, look, there it goes. I asked Mel this morning and she gave me a, a, a Lion King pose. I said, Mel, when you think of casting your, your worries and cares to Jesus... <laughs> What do you think of? She goes, I, I think of giving it to God. I go, yeah, I know, I know. But if you had to picture it, so I ask you to do it with action, what would you do? She goes, I'd do this. You know what? Get stuffed. I don't want your example. <laughs> that's not what most people think. But maybe that's what you do think when you're actually in a deep, intimate relationship with God. Yeah? Maybe that's what we should be thinking when we're giving our worries and cares. Hey, Father, thank you. See you later. Catch you later, worry, as we walk off. How can you be so relaxed? About what? Well, about this situation and that situation. Oh, oh yeah, it's still there, but I've, just, I've given it to Father God. I've given it to Him. You know, casting, it's actually, it's a transfer of ownership. When you've got anxiety, we've got to transfer that ownership to God, and the thing is, He'll take it. He will flat out take it if we give it to him. If going back to normal is us being troubled and worried and anxious, I don't want that normal. You know, our new normal in 2021 needs to be us being raw with God. You know, Jesus isn't just our example against sin. He's our example in every struggle. He was real with community. He was real with God. And, and, and then you find he, he renews himself. It's really funny because we renew ourselves in the Lord, so he, he was renewing to himself, really. Um, but Luke twenty-two forty-two, what he was doing, he was speaking strength to himself. Father, if you are willing, take this cup of suffering from me. So there's the truth, yeah? Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. So he was speaking truth over himself, over his life, telling his feelings the truth. If you break down that scripture, what he's saying is, I, I, I may want another way. I may feel like giving up. I, I actually might feel overwhelmed, but not my will. Your will. What, in other words, what you want for me. Does God want us to be anxious? Depressed? No, of course not. We need to speak truth over our lives in every situation. I feel, I feel unworthy, but the truth, the Bible tells me I'm worthy. You know, I, I feel unlovely, but the Bible, truth, tells me that I'm wonderfully made. We need to speak truth over our lives. You know, I am who God says I am. We've been singing these words this morning over our lives. I am his masterpiece. I am worth it. There, there is a God alive in me. He, he, he loves me. He lives in me. He's good. Can you throw that picture up just quickly for a minute? Now, I know it's not very clear, but you know, sometimes there's a whole bunch here we need to read this stuff. When we're feeling trapped, we need to know and speak truth over our lives from the book of truth. I, I give you freedom. 
I give you perfect peace. Why am I so restless and yuck? Well, God gives me perfect peace. I need to speak that truth over my feelings. You know what, feelings? I know that I feel this way right now, but let me declare truth from God over you right now. Yeah? Speak it. Over, like there is just so many scriptures. God lives in us. He dwells in us. I am holy. I, he makes us holy. He'll bless us. You know? I'm slow to anger. I have to repeat that one a couple of times every once in a while, just so you know, right? Because we're not perfect yet, (laughs) right? But I'm slow to, I carry you, I'll protect you sometimes. Thanks, Vic. We just need to speak truth over our lives regardless of how we feel. I love doctors, counsellors, psychologists, psychiatrists. We need them. We need to go and see them so they can help us unpack stuff. I'm a firm believer in finding a Christian counsellor a Christian psychologist, because then they can, once we discover what the issue is, they can point us to truth. And it's the, it's the truth that heals us. It's not the medication they give us or walking around releasing your endorphins, though that helps. It's the truth that sets us free. Yeah, This is what Jesus did. He spoke truth over his life, truth over his feelings. He renewed himself. And so if we don't want our old normal to be our now normal, then to become a new normal, we need to speak truth over our lives. Yeah? You know, he was raw, he was real, he renewed himself. And then he was open and and receptive to the Spirit's help. You know, if Holy Spirit's not involved with church, then you're missing a whole side of God where he wants to comfort you and guide you. You know, Mark 14, just continuing on, the same chapter, 41 and 42, when he returned to them the third time, he said, go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But no, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up. In other words, get up. Let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. I don't know if you've ever questioned, how did Jesus do this? He was a broken man. Broken. Like he was distressed. He was in anguish like the crushing of his soul unto death where he was sweating drops of blood and somehow in that sheer anguish of of soul and in pain he gets up and he says come on let's go get up let's do it man how did he do that do you ever ask yourself how did he do that and and i love it because for me luke gives us a clue in the, the verse before, because he says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup of suffering away from me, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. He just locked in with the Father. He was real with his community. He was raw with God. He strengthened and renewed himself in the power of the Spirit. And then and only then, yeah, verse 43 of Luke 22, the angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. The Spirit of God came to his aid. Now he could get up. Now he could stand. Now he could experience God's peace. If our normal is full of anxiety and pain and distress and being depressed and immobilized at times because of anguish, then it's time to create a new normal. And for us to create a new normal, then we need to do what Jesus did. We need to be real with our community. We need to be raw with God. We need to be able to renew ourselves with the truth. And then and only then... Philippians 4, um, chapter 4, verse 7 says, Then you will experience God's peace. This is now to us. Verse verse 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then, then, then. You've got to underline it. You need to circle it. You need to highlight it. Then you're going to experience God's peace. 
Why don't we stand? Yeah, jump on the keys. I mean, you're looking at me. Will I? Won't I? Yeah, do it. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Come up. Do you know what? This is what I think. I think we need to break some stuff off our lives. I think it's time that we step into the supernatural of God. <laughs> yeah? You can choose, if you like, totally up to yourself, to live in your normal. But if that normal is full of anxiety, pain, depression, distress, anguish of soul, I'm not stepping into that. I don't think you need to step into that. So, I don't know. I'm going to let you choose. He's faithful, maybe? That one? The last song? Okay. But just, just for a moment, just close your eyes. Because sometimes Holy Spirit just wants to speak to you without any distractions. And ask yourself, as I've asked myself while preparing this, do I, do you, do we have... Do you have a community that you can be real with? If not, then you need to make a decision in your spirit now. Yeah? To change that, because no, no one else can change that for you. Do you need to be raw? Do I need to be raw with Papa? You know, the truth is, he already knows. Man, he already knows. You can't keep a secret from him. If something is just burning burning you on the inside, burning you up on the inside, then just it's time to be raw with Him. Yeah? Maybe we need to renew ourselves with the spirit of truth. Maybe we need to get into the Word. We talked about that last week. Our new normal maybe is getting into the Scripture, getting into the Apostles' teaching, as I talked about last week, so that the truth can wash over our soul. And maybe, just maybe, we need to be receptive to the Spirit's help. Because it's only after we do those things, then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. So let's be bold. I'm going to open the altar. But this is going to be between you and God. Yeah, I can't do it. But if you know there are some things in that if you know that your old normal isn't the normal that you want, if you know there are some changes, you don't need to share what those changes need to be, but you're doing it with God. But the act of faith, if you need to change some stuff for this year, if you need to be real or raw or start renewing yourself, if that's you, I'm just going to say, why don't you come to the altar and declare it to Him? Why don't you show by an act of strength and an act of courage that God, this is the real deal. I don't want to live in this stuff anymore. The team's going to sing. And if that's you and you need to come forward, don't live in the old normal. Maybe it's time to embrace and create the new in Jesus' name.